1: Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Berenzi. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates as we kick it in the late night hours. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the DJs, the people at bust them, and everybody else in between. We've got a full house site uh, here this evening. Former San Diego Charger Hank Bauer uh, will join us a little bit later on uh, tonight. Hank Bauer, of course, played in the freezer bowl. Uh, You know, special teams player of the year a couple of times in the NFL. Dude was a uh, special teams guru, short yardage, running back uh, as well. Uh, You know, old school dude, old school guy. And as I stated, he's the one that said, um, you know, when they played in the freezer bowl, when they were, you know, they were putting on all kinds of layers of clothes and they were trying everything. And he was the one that went out onto the field and came right back into the room. And he said, guys, whatever uh, you put on, just take it off. Because number one, it's not going to help you. Uh, All right. So, you know, Hank Bauer steps up and we'll talk Super Bowl uh, with Hank. We've got a bunch of trends that I want to start uh, breaking down on an early basis. We can never give you too much information. And listen, when we tell you these trends, it doesn't mean that it's automatically going to happen. But we're trying to give you a little bit of a historical perspective, uh, so to speak Uh, from everything. We're going to break it down from the color of the jerseys to the city that the, the game is played in. Um, to the actual coin toss and as we stated earlier you know the, the the coin toss yeah it's a it's a massive degen bet without without a doubt you're betting on a coin toss but i mean we're all degenerates, right me and my buddies used to just get hammered and used to flip 20 dollar bills like whatever side it landed on like we'd call it we'd flip it like you just basically throw a 20 dollar bill in the air You watch it blow around, (laughs) and you hope that it lands, you know what I mean? It lands on the side uh, that you called. So, you know, I'm not opposed to getting the Super Bowl party started uh, with a coin toss prop. And you know what? I'm telling you what, we're going to be riding tails. Uh, We're going to be riding tails. It's come up tails six of the last seven uh, Super Bowls. And this thing has been incredibly streaky over the years. There was a little bit of a mini run there when it came up heads all the time. This is a lot like blackjack and red and black. You ride the wave. You don't get in front uh, of the wave. If you're at a blackjack table and you're playing the outside red and black and it's come up black nine times in a row, don't be that dumbass that says, you know what, I'm gonna take red. Just ride the streak, baby. Ride the streak. By like Steve Merrill, the McGinnis, Hank Bauer, Full House, Twisted Tuesday. This is Fortrade. Bring it.
2: Took you long enough to get here, Sporto. Now that you found us, keep it right here for sports news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network.
3: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
2: basketball the net sports talk right here you're listening to the sports grid radio network
0: They got the bug boy on.
2: The bug boy?
0: Up. The little fella's been riding his heart out. They're gonna break his maiden. Really? But it's a little slow out there. It rained last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it, eats it up. Eats the slop. Born the slop. His father was a mother. His father was a mother. His mother was a mother. His mother was a mother.
1: What did I just say? The late night anger management class. Get on the grid. Sports Grid Radio Networks, we're kicking it on Sirius XM, Channel 204, and many more affiliates around America. Shout out to everybody tuning in around the world. The quickest 180 minutes in Sports Talk Radio has begun the Twisted Tuesday. A lot of stuff to get to. Of course, the countdown to the Super Bowl is on. It was a late night. In the association tonight, uh, but we'll get you caught up to date with all the uh, the props, uh, the winners, the losers, the overnight uh, lines. There's like 13 games in the NHL tonight. Uh, there's only two games on tap tomorrow, but then we got a full slate on Thursday. So we'll take a look at some of the trends, talk a little college basketball uh, as well. Let's bring in Steve Merrill uh, right now to talk about all these things and more, and uh, of course uh, the Major League uh, Baseball. Uh, players uh, today found out that uh, none of them will be going to the Hall of Fame as the sanctimonious uh, media has decided uh, that they, they you know, their holier-than-now attitude holding out um, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and Kurt Schilling for that matter. Kurt Schilling's an idiot, but, you know, is he a Hall of Fame pitcher? You'd have to say yes, right? But the thing is, it's hard to get people to vote for you when you talk about killing people in the media all right (laughs) that's and kurt Schilling goes and rips the media says take his name off the ballot shut up kurt if they put your ass on a ballot next year and you get in you're not going to say oh i refuse so uh, he's got one more year left uh next uh, year let's bring in steve merrill uh right now wager talk sports memo pro sports info what's up steve how you doing hey gabe doing well man so uh steve the countdown to uh the Super Bowl is on we haven't spoken since uh, the matchup uh, the matchup uh, has been made no point spread uh, movement the total moved to points since it opened up so it sits at uh, 3 right now 56 and a half do you think uh, this is pretty much the number it's going to be for the next 2 weeks
4: You know, the public loves the overs, as you know, Gabe, but um, it's a big number. It's, I think, the second, maybe the second or third highest. uh, The Fountain Patriot game that went over in overtime was 58 a few years ago. That's the highest total we've had. We've had some others in this 57-56 range. Um, You know, a good amount of them have actually gone under in regulation, including that game that went over in overtime. It stayed under in regulation. It was right at 56. Um, So we'll see. I don't know if it'll scare the public off, but – I don't think we'll know too much even Friday when we talk. You know, even next Tuesday when we talk, it'll still be kind of in limbo. It really is kind of like a a week of nothing here leading up to the big storm. And then, of course, we'll have a lot of the props coming out later in the week and by next week as well.
1: So the last two Super Bowls did go under the numbers, Steve. So the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers, the total was 53. It was 31-20, the final score. So they got to 51. Uh, The year before, of course, we had the lowest scoring Super Bowl ever. New England won 13-3. The year before that was the Philadelphia New England Super Bowl that did go over 41-33. New England and Atlanta went over uh, 34-28. Let's look at Tom Brady's Super Bowls. (laughs) So he's in every damn one of them. (laughs) So uh, the last Super Bowl Brady was in, it went under 13-3. The year before that, Uh, Brady was in the Super Bowl, it went over. The year before that, Brady was in the Super Bowl, it went over. Two years before that, Brady was in the Super Bowl, it went over. So Brady's 3-1 to the over in his last four Super Bowl appearances. It's amazing how we can just sort of look at Tom Brady's stats in the Super Bowl. It's crazy how many bowls this son of a bitch has been in, Steve.
4: Yeah, I was going to say, if I'm not mistaken, though, Gabe, most of his first ones, like the first five or six, most of those stayed under. Like those giant games were low scoring. Uh, the yes. first one he won was 20 to 17 back, you know, 20 years ago. Um, and, of course, the one angle we always talk about is the, uh, you know, second half higher scoring than the first oh, yeah, half, yeah, but yeah, in yeah, particular yeah, yeah, yeah. the first quarter is very low scoring. But then again, half of the Super Bowls basically have been Belichick and Brady. So is it a Super Bowl thing or is it a Belichick <laughs> thing or is it a Brady thing? Um, I'll be honest, Gabe, I've been thinking about it the last few days. I think you can make an argument. It's more of a Belichick thing than anything. So um, I don't know if that'll carry over as much. But yeah, I mean, basically the Super Bowl has been Brady and the Patriots 10 of the last 20 years, basically. So you kind of have to be a little careful with all the stats. But with that said, he is in the Super Bowl again. So maybe they'll continue to work.
1: It is well, how about this for a crazy stat? And I know like you're more of a factual numbers guy. But let's just have some fun with some of this crazy stuff. And I brought this up last week, Steve. Tom Brady Tom Brady is 15 and 4 in week ones of National Football League uh, seasons, all right? So 19 starts in week 1, 15 and 4, Steve. All four seasons that he lost week 1, he won the Super Bowl. And, and here we are. <laughs> here we are. He lost week one against New Orleans, remember? And here we are in the Super Bowl. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. Like I said, there's never too, really too much information uh, we could throw out there uh, for people. But so as you mentioned, this is the highest number. I've got, uh, so looking at the history of the Super Bowl totals here, Steve, New England and Atlanta. 57-and-a-half. How about this go, guy, though, guys? The Rams and the Patriots, the total was 55-and-a-half. That was 55-and-a-half. Right. They scored 16 points. Um, and look, for example, like the oddsmakers aren't always right. They, they made New England and Philadelphia 49, and it was 41-33 final score. There was a 57-and-a-half for the New England-Atlanta game. That went over. There was a uh, 57 for New Orleans and Indianapolis, 31-17. That one stayed under. There's been a you know what's funny, Steve, you brought up the Giants and, and the Patriots. The total was 55 in that Super Bowl, and it was 17-14 final score. Stayed, yep. stayed way under. And the other time they played in the Super Bowl, the total was 53, and it was 21-17 final score.
4: Yeah, and both of those, of course, also were underdogs winning, you know. And when the Patriots beat the Rams, they were a 14-point dog in Brady's first Super Bowl. And that's, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, Gabe, that's the only other time he's been an underdog in the Super Bowl until now. And he was a 14-point dog and won that game outright back in 2001, the 2000 season, when he had come in, you know, for Bledsoe when he'd been injured against the middle of the year. So, yeah, it's kind of uncharted territory to get Brady as a home dog. And this is technically, like we said, a home dog. It's the first time ever – a team has played in their true stadium in 55 years it is the third time though that they've played in their hometown um yeah. the 49ers played back uh the 84 49ers back in super bowl 19 played at stanford and then the uh, super bowl 14 the rams played in the uh, the coliseum uh the rams lost of course as an underdog the 49ers beat the dolphins as a big favorite that also by the way game was like the sixth highest total ever was that 49er game in 2000 uh, in, 19, in january of 85 and that was a high total for back then. You know, now we see it in all these games. As you just read off, they've basically been all recent games. And the only two that haven't been recent was uh, the 49er Chargers Super Bowl 29, which is a blowout, and then that Niners uh, Super Bowl 19. They both went over, but all of these recent high totals in the mid-50s for the most part have been unders, and that Atlanta-New England game would have stayed under a few years ago in regulation. So it is a big number, but it's hard not to make a case for these offenses. Uh, they've been clicking on all cylinders. And both games soared over the total this past weekend.
1: So, Steve, I'm looking at past totals, the history of the Super Bowl. Super Bowl one, there was no total. Super Bowl two, the total was 43. And it went over. Uh, Super Bowl three, the total was 40. Super Bowl four, the total was 39. How about this though? So, Super Bowl five, Steve, total 36. Six three. Super Bowl six, six three. Yeah, 16-13, stayed under. (laughs) Stayed under 36. How about this? The next Super Bowl, the total was 34, Dallas and Miami. Miami and Washington, total 33. Miami and Minnesota, 1974, 33. Total in 1975, the total was 33. Pittsburgh won 16-6. Pittsburgh and Dallas, that was a great one. Pittsburgh and Dallas, 21-17, 36. Oakland and Minnesota, total 38. Look, Steve, for about 10 years, bro, the totals were always in the 30s. You know, the first time we got a 48 was in 1982. It spiked from 37 and a half all the way up to 1982, and now we live in the high 50s. Sports rates continues.
2: Relax. You don't have to actually play these sports. Just know about them. Keep it here. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
3: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, races, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
2: You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports. But talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet a hundred bucks. You want to pick a team? No,
1: just take it. Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Countdown to Super Bowl 55 is on. And don't forget me. And the legend, Scotty Farrell, will be uh, breaking it all down, a three-hour pregame show from 3 o'clock Eastern until 6 o'clock Eastern with Scotty Farrell and Gabriel Morenzi, Super Bowl pregame show. Steve Merrill kicking it with us uh, right now um, from wagertalksportsmemo.com. So, uh, Steve, it's amazing. We're just talking about uh, the the history of Super Bowl totals, uh, Steve. And so basically, it's funny that the the second Super Bowl, the total was 43, okay, and the Green Bay Packers won. The Green Bay Packers uh, won 33 to 14. All right, so they won, but then and then the the famous Jets Joe Namath uh, guarantee uh, game 16-7. That stayed under the total was 40. But man, in in the 70s into the 80s, Steve. So the lowest ever for just for document's sake. I'm seeing 33 a couple of times. It was 33 when Miami, um, the perfect season, 14-7. Um, it was Miami were only one-point favorites against Washington, 33. Miami and Minnesota, it was 33. And then Pittsburgh and Minnesota, it was 33. Then Dallas and Pittsburgh, 36. Oakland, Minnesota, 38. Dallas, Denver. Dallas and Denver, uh, Dallas and Denver is the first Super Bowl that I remember, like, vividly. That's, like, the first. I remember I had a hockey game that day. My grandfather was, like, driving fast to get back to the game and stuff. Uh, Dallas and Denver, the total was 39. Pittsburgh-Dallas, that was the classic one at the Rose Bowl. Um, third, the total was 37, went way over, 35-31. Pittsburgh and the Rams, 36. You mentioned the Coliseum game. Oakland and Philadelphia, 37 and a half. Then then San Francisco-Cincinnati was uh, was 48, so it jumped. Joe Montana, it jumped. Washington and Miami, the Dan Marino uh, Super Bowl, the total was only 36.5, Steve. That's crazy. Washington and Miami, 27-17 Washington. Miami were minus three-point favorites. Washington wins by 10. Total 36.5, Steve.
4: Yeah, and that was... Um... That was really the changing point, too, Gabe, between when the AFC and the NFC, when people started to notice uh, the NFC could dominate because uh, they had the killer bees. The Miami Dolphin team had the killer bees defense. Remember, like seven of the guys' last names started to be. They had the Blackwood, Blackledge or Blackwood brothers in the secondary. Um, and the Redskins had the Hogs, the offensive line, and the huge running the game. And, of course, they were trailing in that game. And that's another interesting point to bring up is that Miami led early in that game. Um, a lot of times, um, you know, both teams will hold a lead in these games. And Riggins, of course, had that huge fourth and one, which I still say is the greatest play in the history of the Washington Redskins franchise over 75 years was that fourth and one that he broke for the touchdown and that won their first Super Bowl. But keep in mind, going back to Super Bowl seven, the Redskins were favored over the Dolphins in that game. That's the game the Dolphins went undefeated that season. Miami wasn't even favored in that Super Bowl. I've said for my possible? entire career... <laughs> well, that, well, that game, I was going to say, I've said for my whole career, that Miami Dolphin team was one of the most overrated teams in all the sports. They weren't even favored in the Super Bowl that year. I mean, they were a good team, but they're they're not like the greatest NFL team ever, and people always put them up there because they went undefeated, but they only played like 12 games, and they played a weak AFC that year.
1: Um, Yeah, but they, they ran the table. And, uh, you know, it was a blocked field goal too, right? It would, They would have been perfect too. They would have had a shutout in the Super Bowl. I, I get what you're saying. They weren't smoking teams. But it's amazing. Well, instead of blaming them, blame the odds makers. The odds makers were the one that were wrong. They won the game easily. Now, blame I mean? the Redskins, Red actually.
4: I talked to people. I mean, but you know, growing <laughs> up in the D.C. area, I talked to a lot of people for decades that, you know, where I was obviously too young. I was actually born that year. But um, I've talked to a lot of smart football fans over the years, and they said Washington probably was as good if not better that year. They played a terrible game in that Super Bowl. Um, but just to put it in perspective, Like the Super Bowl 20 Bears, they lost one game that year, and I believe it was to the Dolphins. Didn't the Dolphins keep them from going undefeated that season on Monday Night Football? And um, that Chicago team was loaded. And you talk about some of the greatest teams ever to only make one Super Bowl. The fact that that Bears team only made one is remarkable. That also goes to what I was saying earlier about how loaded. And as a Bills fan, you know this, Gabe. I mean, how loaded that NFC was in the mid-80s and 90s. Chicago only made one Super Bowl. The Redskins, the 49ers, the Giants, and then the Cowboys, of course, in the nineties. I mean, they were just powerhouse teams. They all could have won five or ten titles probably at a different era.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy, actually. It's easy to forget the the dominant, Steve, as you mentioned. Thirteen consecutive wins for the NFC. Thirteen consecutive wins in the Super Bowl. So after, you know, we so we just talked about the Washington Miami game. That was Dan Marino, uh, when he was the rookie. Uh, so Marino. Uh, no, no, no. Washington. He wasn't there yet. The, Marino didn't the, play for uh, Super
4: Bowl 19.
1: Excuse me. The second one. Yeah. Exactly. Mer- the, the 38-16 one. Yeah, yeah. Marino so,
4: wasn't there. He might have been there the next year. By the way, on that next Super Bowl, Super Bowl 18, the Redskins, that was probably the best team Washington's ever had until their Super Bowl 26 team. They they set NFL records that year for offense, and they lose 38-9 to the Raiders. And it, it once again, you know, it's just one of those games. They just didn't show up. They just played awful Thiesman threw the pick six late in the first half to that linebacker. Marcus Allen ran for a couple hundred yards, but Washington was loaded that year. Because I was going to those games. I was like eight, nine years old. I remember it. So you know, we got to keep in mind it is one game still. You know, Gabe, and like you talk about that game two years ago, thirteen to three. Fanduel right now has under twenty six and a half at eighty five to one. So if you think that can happen again, you could have a nice payday.
1: You know what I'm thinking is it was it Don Strock that started that game
4: yeah, that might I was trying to remember who it was also
1: it was Don it Don was the backup, Strunk. yeah, it was their backup. Yeah, Don, yeah. their other Don guy Strunk? got injured that year yeah, Don Strock,
4: yeah, who was their oh, other yeah. guy? He was awful too, but I can't remember who the other guy was. I'm gonna look it up. That was uh, on a few <laughs> months ago. I watched some of that actually. It's a great super Bowl
1: <laughs> that was Struck. in the uh, Rose Bowl
4: also by the way
1: so um. So listen, so after that, Steve, so, um, and you know what, like you said, Washington, were in so many Super Bowls, getting confusing here. <laughs> so Washington, to Washington, 27-17 over Miami. Then the next year, the Raiders won. Remember, Marcus Allen ran rampant. The Raiders won against Washington, 38-9. Yep. All right, but after that, San Francisco beat Miami 38-16. All right, so that's where it started, 13 years in a row. San Francisco won, Chicago yeah. won, the Giants won, Washington won, San Francisco won, San Francisco won, the Giants won, Washington won, Dallas won, Dallas won, Dallas won San Francisco won, Dallas won, Green Bay won against New England, the, the, the famous push, uh, the 14 point spread. And Denver broke it. Denver broke it. Yeah, and then Denver went two broke in a row. the streak. Elway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now, what's the recent modern streak here? So, KC, New England. Philadelphia, New England, Denver, New England. So uh, you know what, Steve? Last six Super Bowls, five and one AFC.
4: Yeah, and it's it's something we know. We look at the All Star Game, Major League Baseball's All Star Games had some hellacious runs for both whoa, leagues. You know, in the whoa, '60s, yeah, '70s, yeah. and '80s. What was <laughs> yeah. it? it? Was the National League right that won like 22 out of 23 or something? And then, um, or, League, or maybe the- I forget which one it was.
1: In the '80s, Steve. Exactly. The '80s. The National League won like 18 and 20 times, or like 13 times in a row, or something. And then remember, more recently in our like modern era, the National League, bro. Like I think they're like 15-0 and one or something. They had that tie. Like, they're whatever. The National League is, it's, it's yeah, you're exactly right. But this stuff swings, just like Eastern Conference, Western Conference in the NBA, right? Oh, the Eastern Conference sucks. Yeah, whatever, dude. The Bulls used to win all the time. The Cavs won with LeBron. It just sort of goes back and forth. But it's funny, Steve, because the AFC, though, was favored all year in that advanced sort of AFC, NFC number for the Super Bowl uh, future, Steve.
4: Right, and Kansas City's been the favorite all year as well. So obviously those odds and are based Pittsburgh on the most likely scenarios and that's
0: it, yeah, right, and that's Kansas Pittsburgh. City being
4: in there is going to be favorite over anyone. So um yeah, when the season began. And speaking of futures, Gabe, there's a lot of sports books, including FanDuel, who has huge liability on future bets on Tampa Bay. So it'll be interesting to see at some point if we start getting some pretty cheap money line prices. I haven't seen it yet. But you think it would make sense for them to lower the money line price on Kansas City just because they have, like, six, seven-figure liabilities on Tampa winning outright.
1: I'm glad you bring that up, actually, Steve, because where are all the hipsters that were laughing earlier at the so-called squares that are going to bet on Tampa, right? Remember, I right. so many people, oh, yeah, all those, oh, yeah, all the idiots are going to go bet on Tampa now because Tom Brady's there. Well, I'm not going to do it. Ha, ha, ha. Right? And there were a lot of those takes, Steve. Let's be real. <laughs>
4: Yeah, and, and by the way, um, the last game Tampa lost was that Kansas City game. They were 7-5 and five after they lost that game in Week 12. They got their bye week, and they've gone 7-0 since. So, um, things definitely turned around. And, hey, look, you can make a case that Tampa's a lot better now than they were, obviously, in Week 1 against New Orleans when they lost, you know, got blown out in the other game against New Orleans. Because keep in mind, there was no preseason – and Tom Brady had never played with these guys before. And they had limited practice on top of that. So you could definitely make an argument. There's been two different Tampa Bay teams this year. And, you know, I think we were somewhat laughing at people in the first couple yeah. months because they didn't look like a Super Bowl team at the time. And Brady had some bad primetime games. And by the way, this game will be uh, bedtime in the third quarter. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh,
1: so how about this, Steve? Since 1990, um, this, is, this is the eighth time we've had a rematch. This is the eighth time that we've had a rematch in the Super Bowl. The team that lost in the regular season is 5-2 and two outright in the rematch.
4: It's, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, just throwing it out there. Just just, uh, just throwing it out
4: there. I'd like to see, too, Gabe, how many times they were underdog or vice versa. That'd be even more telling because, obviously, Tampa's been a dog in both games. Um, well, I've Keep in mind, prepared. they were
1: down. I've come prepared, oh, there we go. I've Bring got, it to me. I've got the games. So, the Patriots... Patriots beat the Giants in a regular season, Giants won in the Super Bowl. Uh, Rams beat the Patriots in a regular season that year when they won as 14-point underdogs. So that's two underdogs that went out right there. Titans beat the Rams but then lost in the Super Bowl. Alright, more with Merrill on the other side, bring it.
2: Remember that state championship game you played in high school? Yeah.
3: We, we can't get over it either.
2: This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
3: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese. you did it. You stumped this charming devil. If
2: sports talk stations were cars, we'd be the one that you drove the wheels off of in high school, cruising for chicks and going to the game on Friday nights, then forgetting where you parked it till Saturday morning and you had to get your buddy to drive you around looking for it. I think I see it, man. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against
0: the Harlem Globetrotters? Oh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger! Just take it! Take the ball! That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes.
1: The Late Night Anger Management Class, this is Fort Rage. I am Gable Series SiriusXM XM, Channel 204. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. We're talking Super Bowl trends and history right now with Steve Merrill. It's a lot of fun going down memory lane, just putting everything in a historical perspective. So we're just talking about rematches, and let me throw it out here, Steve, as well. We were talking about AFC, and these things sort of go in, and come in waves. Um, so uh, the AFC... Uh, the AFC has uh, actually won six of the last eight Super Bowls. We were talking about uh, five of the last six, six of the last eight uh, as well. And we were just discussing Super Bowl rematches for the regular season. And, of course, these two teams played uh, earlier uh, this season, and Kansas City won the football game uh, by three points. And we were going over the uh, the history of uh, this, Steve. So the Giants, of course, the Giants played the Patriots. They they played in the Super Bowl uh, twice. So the Giants, uh, the Giants, um, Patriots beat the Giants in a regular season, but the Giants, that was in the undefeated season. But just quickly the history of it Super Bowl 25, the Bills beat the Giants in a regular season. But uh, Scott Norwood, that's the Scott Norwood Super Bowl. All right, so the Bills won in the regular season against the Giants that year and then lost in the Super Bowl 20 to 19. A few years later, the Bills won in the regular season against the Dallas Cowboys and then lost to the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. The following year, the 49ers beat the Chargers in the regular season and they beat them in the Super Bowl. (laughs) They beat them easily, too. Um, Super Bowl Thirty Four, the Titans beat the Rams in the regular season, but the Rams beat them in the Super Bowl. The Rams beat the Patriots in the regular season when Tom Brady won that Super Bowl in Super Bowl 36. The Patriots beat the Giants in the regular season, but the Giants beat them in the Super Bowl. And then Super Bowl 46, pretty crazy, but the Giants won in the regular season and in the Super Bowl. What do you make of the rematch angle, actually, Steve? Do you buy into this, that the losing team is 5-2? and two? Do you make anything of that?
4: Um, I mean, we talked, you know, how how hard it is to beat a team three times in a row, and I say more times than not, those teams sweep. But that's also, as I said, you know, the other week when we were talking about that, it's because they're normally the better team. And when you get to the Super Bowl, obviously you've got two very good teams. So I I don't think it's a total fluke that they get their revenge. It's still a very small sample size. Um, You know, Kansas City smoked San Francisco, I believe, what was it, week two or three that year before, and then they played last year in the Super Bowl. Um, You look at the games in general, I think there's a lot of randomness still. Uh, This is an interesting matchup because they did play earlier this year, and Kansas City got out to a really big lead, 17-0 at the end of the first quarter down in Tampa back in Week 12. Uh, Tom Brady had two interceptions, but he actually ended up with a pretty good game overall. But then again, he was playing from behind the rest of the way, a lot of garbage yards in the second half. Uh, both teams had a ton of yards, almost 1,000 total yards, Gabe. So that you know, goes back to what I said earlier. It's very hard not to make a case for the over, even the big number. Um, but I just don't know how much we can take away from that first game because when it's 17-0 after the first quarter, um, it's really not a true matchup anymore. You know, One team can just run the ball. The other team has to throw basically and play catch-up.
1: Steve Merrill uh, uh, kicking it uh, with us. So a couple of other interesting angles uh, here. Uh, the team with the worst regular season record, How about this? The team with the worst regular season record is twelve and two in the last fifteen Super Bowls, with the exception, if you're wondering, Philadelphia and New England had the same record in the Super Bowl. Philadelphia and New England were both thirteen and three. So, how about (laughs) that, Steve? The team with the worst regular season record is twelve and two. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm gonna. I'll I'll give you credit when I
1: Steve. How about this, though, Steve? Last year, people think, oh, Kansas City. San Francisco had a better record than Kansas City did last year in a regular season. They had a better record. That's crazy, Steve. 12-2, yep. buddy, in the last 15 Super Bowls.
4: Yeah, they were thirteen and three. The Chiefs were only twelve and four last year, which surprised even yeah, me. Yeah. I, I didn't remember them losing four games in the regular season. Um, Mahomes might have been hurt though, wasn't he, for a couple of games? If I'm not mistaken, I'd have to go back yeah, and look.
1: Yeah, two, um, two, two, three yeah, games, two and a half games. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I have a feeling remember, he missed some games last year.
1: Yeah, Matt Moore. Played, but I, him, I'm I shocked,
4: Gabe. I'm shocked. Just first of all, that the Eagles had the same record as the Patriots. I definitely do not remember that because I guess because you know Foles being in there that felt like such a big upset. Um, but, yeah, that's a crazy number. And I'm going to have to, that's correct, right? Because I'm going to steal it. I'll give you credit when I steal it the next couple of weeks on <laughs> all my shows. But 12 and 2 is um pretty interesting, though. I'm surprised by that. But something I'll say, and I meant to say this earlier, you know, we were talking about that NFC dominance. And I mentioned Super Bowl 29 had one of the biggest totals ever when the Niners smoked the Chargers. I remember that because that was the biggest point spread ever. It was bigger than Super Bowl 3, which was 17. I think San Francisco was like a 19-point favorite in that game over the Chargers, yeah, and yeah, San Diego yeah. got the backdoor cover, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> they scored like a garbage touchdown late um, to cover. But keep in mind, those were all double-digit spreads. You know, those, those Dallas and San Francisco dynasties in the 90s, and you remember as a Bills fan near the no, they, end of that, you know, Ron. They run, covered, Steve. Um,
1: those, they, they covered.
4: They did, San but Francisco they were big covered. numbers.
1: 49 Oh, they did? Okay, They're, they won by
4: 20-some yeah. then. Okay, but it yeah. came it was within a touchdown of the spread, I remember, is why it got close. It was. Um, it was, yeah. Yeah, but the but the thing is you're talking about the weaker records winning now. Look at all the spreads in recent years. I mean, when you and I were coming up in the business twenty five years ago, you know, we were in that era of like, well, we know they can't win the game, but can they lose by less than two touchdowns is basically how you handicap the Super Bowl and now it's you know, it's a three point line. Either team could win, obviously, and that's how it's been now for a couple of decades.
1: And how about also, Steve, the history of point spreads not mattering in the Super Bowl, right? Like if you like, look. So last year, KC were the favorite; uh, they were minus uh, one and a half. They won the game. They covered. Um, New England were two and a half. They won the game. They covered. They won by ten. Uh, Philadelphia were four and a half point underdogs. They won the game outright. Uh, Denver were four and a half point underdogs against Carolina. They won the. They won the, the game outright. It's very rare, Steve, that the Super Bowl. Is decided by the point spread, right? It's like really rare. We go through the list. I mean, I think it's actually like forty-eight and six that the point spread. hasn't Yeah, but I come think half of those. Super Bowl.
4: But I think half of those have been Tom Brady games, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there used to be three. point games all won the time. Least,
1: You're right. They'd yeah, they've won two three or three games. without
4: covering. I think, Gabe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, haven't they won two or three of them and not covered? Like back in the mid two thousands, that uh, Panther game and also the Eagle hey, game, Steve, I think, against Andy Reid. I believe game. they didn't cover.
1: I'm not even exaggerating, Steve. Like, every damn Super Bowl they won was by three points. New England beat St. Louis 2017. New England beat Carolina 32-29. New England beat Philadelphia 24-21. New England loses to the Giants. And they failed to cover both of those, didn't they? Yeah. Um, yes, you're right. You're right. Carolina, uh, Carolina covered because they they were getting seven, and, and so and were Philly us- also
4: covered Andy Reid.
1: Yes. Yes. Philadelphia were getting seven. And Steve, it's funny. Even when they lost the Super Bowl, they lost by three. <laughs> like they, yeah. Then they lost by three, the Giants, 17, yeah. 14. and then they lost. They they lost by four. So you know, you're right. It's almost like the Patriots skew the a lot of these Super Bowl trends. It's like there's there's Super Bowl trends and then there's the Patriots trend.
4: <laughs> but then as I said at the beginning of our segment is it is it a Patriot trend is it a Tom Brady trend or is it a Belichick I think it's a Belichick trend personally because he's a very strategic guy he's a defensive oriented coach but it could be some
1: Tom Brady in there as well we'll find out uh, underdogs have won six of the last nine uh, Super Bowls Here's a real. here's a real random one this is random that really doesn't really mean much but it is what it is the AFC is six and one, the last seven Super Bowls on CBS.
0: Hmm. <laughs> that kind is definitely of a, random. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that 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 is a uh, that is a uh, a random one. Um, uh, the, the AFC is eight and three in the last eleven Super Bowls outdoors. All right, here's a here's a real stupid one underdogs are four and one underdogs are four and one when there's a male halftime performer <laughs> that might be By the, the way, dumbest Gabe, we trend go i've ever heard of my life that might be the dumbest trend we- i've ever like like these early ones were all good like we were like oh that's interesting oh all right. and now we're getting into the like this is like you know an anti-trend player listening right now these guys are talking about underdogs are 4-1. The last five times it was a male performer at the half?
4: <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll make up for it. Every underdog that's won straight up in the Super Bowl has also covered.
1: See, that's, that's what I yeah, – there you go. <laughs> I like it, Steve. Uh, Steve's pulling some tricks, Super Bowl, Super Bowl trickery. There's a trick play. Trick play from the Steve. Uh, trick, yeah, trick play from Steve Merrill. Um, here's another, this one actually is interesting, though, because, you know, it comes up often. I don't know, because Tom Brady's playing, it's not going to come up as much. But people talk about, ooh, Super Bowl experience and the experience and the experience, right? The team with less Super Bowl experience is 9-5 in the last 14 Super Bowls. Mm. Like, if they have less players with Super Bowl experience, they're 9-5, that's depends that on the something.
4: players though. Yeah, it depends on the players though. I, I definitely think there is something to like having not been there before. In fact, Gabe, I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking about that this weekend. Buffalo would have definitely been at a disadvantage against um either Rodgers or especially Brady if they made the Super Bowl just cuz they were so young and none of those guys had really been there. And then you think, well, Tampa hasn't been there, but Brady negates all of that obviously cuz quarterback's the key position and he's well, taken that team guys. under his wing, but yeah, I, I do think having played there like last year, like Kansas City, I do think that's a little bit of an edge because, but this year is different. You're not going to have the hoopla like you normally have. You're nah, not going to have no as many distractions.
3: Week. Yeah. Right? That, no that's why it's a
4: legitimate week. angle. And, and, and in the long run, though, I think that's a legitimate angle because it's just such a different event. Like, and you do you get kind of starstruck or overtaken by all of it if you're not used to it. And obviously. You know, teams in the 90s, those NFC teams had the edge as well, but they were just physically better teams. So those numbers got skewed for a while. So it's very interesting, as you said, that it has not mattered in the past couple of decades, and and that's kind of when things have changed, like we've talked about.
1: And the Buccaneers do have quite a few guys that have been in Super Bowls. Um, Tom Brady, obviously. Doesn't matter. Rob Gronkowski. Uh, right. Sue N- Sue has been in, in, in Super Bowl. Jason Pierre-Paul has uh, won Super Bowls before. Sha- Shaq Barrett has been in Super Bowl, So that's quite, you know, dude, they got three guys on their defense that have been in Super Bowls. Like like I said, it, you know, the experience factor will mean nothing. It'll mean nothing uh, this time around. I threw it out there earlier, Steve, as far as the coin toss is concerned. Uh, Tails, six and one last seven Super Bowls It's come up, uh, Tails.
4: But it's almost 50-50 in the long run, though, isn't it, like, 20, what is it now, like 28, 25 or something or whatever the math is on that? Yeah, but we ride the hot hand, Merrill. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: fight the streak? Is it the yeah, same yeah. coin?
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I don't know if you remember. Same but dice. Same I don't dice. know if you recall, but we actually got into it last year. I don't know if it was you, but we were discussing if one side of the coin is heavier than the other and stuff like that. <laughs> like, I that sounds who, like... vaguely
4: familiar now.
1: Yeah, no, yeah we, got into we like might a have deep, been. a deep discussion about like what kind of coin is it and what's the weight and
4: yeah like, and in recent <laughs> years are probably more novelty than they used to be so there could be something to that that's interesting
1: <laughs> that's just, I don't, I don't think it would matter
4: at that speed and height though I don't think it, no, no, it's so I much know. momentum on it yeah I don't think it the only way it might matter is when it hits the ground you know like how it wobbled I love it though. I
1: gotta- I'd love to remember what the conversation was exactly, what our angle was. Because I swear to God, we spent like 20 minutes (laughs) breaking it down. All right, we'll wrap up with Merrill on the other side. We'll give you a little coin toss history lesson on the way out. Bring it!
2: Coming at you all day. Every day. With more attitude than other lesser networks would deem appropriate. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network.
0: reasons you did it you stumped this charming devil
2: you're listening to the source of live odds line matchups injury reports and news you can use but we just call it the winning edge keep it here there's plenty to go around this is the sports grid radio
1: network Anger management class. This is I by Marantz. Three minute warning. Level one. Hank Bauer, San Diego Chargers, Great. We'll step up in a little bit later on. Andrew McInnes. will kick it with us. We'll talk some pucks. More Super Bowl talk. So, uh, Steve, um, you look. You, we were talking about uh, the MVP uh, market earlier in the week, um, and you know the correlation between the Super Bowl the Super Bowl-winning quarterback and the MVP and the money line. So a good example is Mahomes is minus 105, Brady's plus 220. And, you know, you consider the Tom Brady story, it'd be, be, we're hard-pressed to believe if Tampa's going to win that it won't be Tom Brady that's going to be the uh, the most valuable player. And, you know, they're plus 148 on the money line right now. So, you know, like I said last night to people, I'm not saying if you like Tampa Bay, you know, don't only bet on Tom Brady to win the MVP, but it is definitely correlated, and you're getting Tom Brady at plus 220. Do you agree with that theory?
4: Yes, and, you know, it's almost impossible to figure out a way you could take a receiver because, like, if the receivers catch touchdowns, then Brady or Mahomes had to throw it to them, you know, and they'd probably win the MVP, Um, it's interesting. I was looking at those numbers last night over history. It's only a little bit over 50% of in quarterbacks, but it's eight of the last 11 years. And we keep talking about how current form is so different than the historical numbers. And I love how you read out those thirties for over unders. It just shows it's not the same game as it was in the seventies and the eighties, you know, or the sixties. And, um, yeah, I I think Brady, especially at plus two to one makes even more sense. Mahomes, you got a little bit of a minus money. Um, but there again, it's hard to imagine Kansas city doesn't win and he gets it as well. Um, But, yeah, there'll definitely be some media sentiment for Brady. What I will say, though, Gabe, is he had, what was it, three interceptions on three straight drives last week. They still won that game. Who would you have given it to last week in Green Bay? Uh, That's a tough one.
1: Yeah, it is interesting. You know, one of the interceptions was sort of like a punt. He threw it up there. There was another one that was a tip ball. But you're right. It's not like he's been a, a stat monster. But it's just it's too good of a story. I mean, goes back home, wins the Super Bowl, I mean, uh, on on their home field. First time ever. I mean, the Buccaneers haven't won a playoff game since 2002. Steve Merrill, dot com. Always a pleasure, Steve. Thanks. Thanks, Gabe. The late-night anger match will not Bring it.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So...